Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Taria Faison, who is the host of two podcasts. One is Tales from a Butterfly, which is all about the journey through self-improvement, and the second is the What Else is Going On podcast, which focuses on the intersection between pop culture and reality. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Megan. I'm so excited to be here uh, actually talking to you. As I said earlier, I always have conversations with you. You just don't hear them. And today you get to hear them. <laughs> well, I'm really excited because you guys, we've been on the phone for 22 minutes thus yes. far, <laughs> bullshitting about nothing. Um, so I have a sick feeling that this is going to be a very good episode. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm excited too. She's had me laughing too. And like you said, when you can tell, I love to laugh and I think laughter brings people together. So I'm listening to you cracking up and it's just like, okay, we're going to do this and have fun. <laughs> and you guys, I'm going on the, what else is going on podcast next yes. week. I don't know when that yep. comes out, but tune into that as well. And I will let you know the date because I actually wrote down date so I don't get all confused. I'm like, so yours will be, I think in about a week and a half, probably less time, but I'll let you know for sure. Cool. But I yeah. can't wait to have you on. Yay. Yes, I can't wait. I haven't been on another person's podcast in a while. And I always say I'm a better guest than I am host of my own show because guests, like I come in, I'm fun, I'm yes. off the cuff. Whereas like when I'm hosting, I'm like, okay, I didn't get this fucking beat. I forgot right. that thing that I should have said three stories ago. Jesus. Oh. So funny good. because I've heard you say that, but I, and of course I love your podcast and I also like hearing you on others too. So when I, when I he, see that you're on another one, I'm like, Oh, Megan. Okay. But I doing this now, I never guessed it on a podcast before until I started this one and you are right, Megan. It is like, Oh, easy breezy showing up. Boom. Right? I'm like, ready. <laughs> turn on the zoom. So I'm like, so you're telling me all I have to do is watch Bravo. Right. Okay. Like I would love that. Honestly, if I could like go back two years ago where I was just like a Bravo viewer. It was so fun. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm so inundated in the nitty gritty. I'm in the comment section of like shit blogs. And yes. I'm like, what am I doing yes. with my life? This is, I guess this is life I'm choosing. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So I'm with you. So we don't really recap shows on this show, but I definitely wanted to touch on what happened on the Real Housewives of Potomac this week. We had the epic fight between Monique and Candace that they have been teasing for months on the show, in addition to us like reporting on it for months. First, it was the news that there was a fight. And then there yes. was the news, there was a lawsuit, two lawsuits. And then it was, the lawsuits have both been dropped. Yes. And, and here we are. And what is your take? Are you taking sides? Tell me what you think. So I'm trying to be, uh, trying to list all the facts because I feel like I'm normally pretty good at even if I love a housewife, still kind of saying, hey, they were wrong. And it's no secret that for people who listen to my podcast or people who listen to me talk whenever, wherever I am about Potomac, that I have not necessarily been the biggest fan of Monique. So I didn't want to immediately say, oh, I'm on Candace's side, because truth be told, I didn't necessarily care for Candace's antics off screen. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm liking Candace more but I have to say, I'm sad that their friendship seems to have gone like beyond repair because I, I honestly liked them together. And I have to be honest too, you know, no, fighting, no, it doesn't solve anything. However, I know that 
there's times when you can get backed into a corner or feel like you're backed into a corner, get in that situation. So my only issue with Monique with this fight is the reason she's saying the fight happened. I think she's lying about the fight. I mean, when you think about, like you said, we've been reading about it for like a year, all of the blogs, the interviews led with Monique saying, Candace threw a wine glass at me and then I fought her. And it's like, well, no, you had some issues with her before and you flicked her hair three times and the wine flew out of the wine glass when you grabbed her hair and the jaws of life death grip money with money Mayweather. So like, that's my issue. I would rather her just say I had had it. She was running her mouth and I'm done. But do you remember season three? It was season three, Candace's first episode and Candace and Monique, they went, remember when they met and went out? They were and, like, ah! Yes, yes. Like, just like <laughs> screaming. And like, I, kept, I think Ashley was like, oh, who, like, someone yes. stops these chihuahuas and get them the fuck out of here. And what did Monique say in her confessional? She said, oh, I like her, but she gets close to you like she's going to hit you. And I'm like, girl, I'm going to have to hit you back. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, you manifested that. <laughs> yes foreshadowing so I think that's where I am with Monique because even now she's still she tweeted she punched her because of the wine glass and what's so funny Megan talking about comments someone people are commenting well technically that's true she didn't punch her until after the wine glass I'm like but the wine glass came because of the hair pull are you crazy so that's where I am I feel and I oh and I heard Candace on the daily dish with Bravo. And she did say that the two Chris's had been in contact in the last month. And that, but she said she wouldn't share what they talked about. However, they've been in contact. And I thought that was rather interesting because as we see, Chris Samuels really made it clear. I like Candace and Chris. You could look at both sides in a million different lenses and think like, oh, Candace is in the wrong. Monique is in the wrong, but you know, Candace was being incredibly annoying and really poking the bear and poking the bear and poking the bear. And then the second Monique started flicking the hair, I was like, Oh, this is when it's going to go down. And like, I don't know. It's kind of like when Kenya and who was it? And Portia Portia at the reunion were fighting with each other. And Kenya has a megaphone in her face. And she's like, I don't understand. I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting here. It's like, no, you're screaming at her through a megaphone. If you don't think she's going to react to that, then you're crazy. You're crazy. Right. And I, I just am kind of conflicted about it. And I, I think I have to rewatch the episode too. But I wonder, do you think that this does have to do with the trainer and Sharice and Candace being friends and the two of them kind of like saying this gossip about her with this trainer? I don't know. And real. see, here's the thing. I. I feel like that's what Monique would want us to believe because first of all, Monique, we would not have even known about these rumors had you not brought up Sharice because Sharice is not on the show. So it's not like Sharice. So we wouldn't have known, but she brings up the rumors and she says that Candace got close to Sharice. Well, we all know in real life in quotes, even though this is, you know, real life, but (laughs) her best friend, her ex-best friend of 20 years that was on the first season with her um, in some scenes, she started the rumor. And I find it interesting that both Candace and Monique has said this on their lives, IG lives. Cause it's like, okay, I get wanting to know the background, but are you guys going to be telling every, like, it's mm-hmm. a lot, like when you're doing two hour lives, but they both said that Monique 
when she went to Candace and said, hey, these rumors are being said about me, Candace was like, I know. And Monique was like, oh, you know? And she's like, yeah, but I didn't say anything to you because Chris, basically, we don't believe them. So we're not going to, you know, we didn't want to perpetuate it or whatever, or like make you upset or whatever. And Monique says, well, I want to serve her ex best friend with a cease and desist. Will you sign something? So Candace signed whatever it is that you have to sign when I guess you want to serve uh, when you have maybe I don't know if it's a witness or whatever don't quite know how they work but she signed um, Candace signed something she served her best friend with a cease and desist now here's my thing if Sharice was really doing all that talking Sharice is not on the show because I know you can't sue your castmate but why didn't she serve Sharice with a cease and desist and why would you have Candace if Candace supposedly is buddying up to Sharice and Sharice is the one spreading rumors why then would you have Candace sign a cease and desist on your behalf to serve the real person so that's why I don't think that the fight is exactly what it's about and I truly think when Candace said at that dinner for Ashley I didn't know you and Sharice were upset upset like that I mean just two or three weeks prior to that there's a, f- a picture of them floating around. They were all together. So how did that get so bad in three weeks that you're physically fighting her and, but you're making your storyline a man at Candace because Candace is friends with Sharice. And let's not forget Monique's hot mic moment when she walks up to her laughing oh, yeah. and was like, I had to do it. I knew you were going to be mad at me. We're going to talk off camera. It's like, okay, Monique. So what and is it? Yes. And then just one last caveat. I'm sorry, but I ha- want to yeah. get this out to you because I want your thoughts. So that when they went to Andy Cohen's baby shower, I get Candace, Robin, Ashley, uh, Karen and Giselle. And afterwards they went to dinner and then um, G- Karen has since said it was Giselle that said, hey, for next season, let's say that Monique's youngest child isn't Chris's. Candace said she felt really awkward because she's friends with Monique. So she just said, um, that's never going to work. That baby looks nothing like him, hoping the conversation would move on. So, but she didn't tell Monique because she felt like it's dead and squashed. But then Giselle wanted to, because uh, Giselle wanted to bring it up at the reunion. And I guess producer stopped it. So, how then, Megan, could she sit and film for someone that has four homes? You more than likely <laughs> probably don't need the money. So, how could you sit and film with Giselle when she was going at wanting to go? after your family and actually plotting allegedly, but you're fighting Candace because you're saying she's friends with a woman who is allegedly spreading rumors about you. Like, I don't know if I could do that. It just doesn't make sense. And Monique said, well, I was just doing my job. I'm like, this woman allegedly went after your family. Like, that's a lot. I kind of think Giselle is kind of like a Kyle Richards. She's like in people's ear. They started the season where Giselle and Monique were like BFFs, like planning the baby shower together. Like all of a sudden it was like, wait, wait, wait. Like when did this happen? Last season, you guys were not cool. And now this, and it just seems like Monique kind of wants to be like, I think like in the cool girl club, which is like the green eyed bandits, even though like, I don't think they're cool. Like I think she wants to be, with them rather yep. than Candace and you know Kern Huger like is in her <laughs> own little world but I think she really wants their approval and so at a certain point she's like gonna go and be down and say anything and I think Giselle really does stir the pot she's the one who brought the conversation of the trainer up on screen like we yes. wouldn't know about it if it weren't for her testimonial and yes. also coming from Giselle who is like 
honey, you can't throw stones in any situation. Like you came right. on this show saying, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. pumpkin eater. And now you're back with him. And now you're like, oh, well, she's a cheater. She's a cheater. It's like, well, are cheaters okay or not okay? Because right. clearly <laughs> you can forgive. So why couldn't Chris forgive her if she wanted to cheat? Who fucking cares? Like, you know what? That's a good point, Megan. That's a, right. If, if, if you can forgive, why, why? Right. That's a good. And she was upset when they were asking about Jamal. Remember at Candace's yeah. and Diamonds? Yeah, that's a good point. Potomac's real good this season, real juicy. I can't like watch as the shows are going out just because I don't have like live cable. By like Wednesday, I'm ready to start watching Bravo during the week because like it's just too much where I'm like, I'm also yes. like rewatching Gilmore Girls from the start, which is very- Oh, that's cool. Embarrassing. <laughs> I know it's not. I loved them. Rory oh, and all, I love that. Lorelai. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I want to like, I wish I could start a Gilmore Girls podcast. Like that would be so much fun. That'd be my dream. But I think they already exist. And also like like eight seasons of 22 episodes. (laughs) I have literally no time anyways. But Potomac is like always the one I go to first. I would say like Potomac, Below Deck Med. Yeah. And Roni's Dunzo. I know. Oh oh my God, OC comes back. Oh yeah. Is it next week or is it? It's next week, right? I know it's like very soon. October 7th. Oh my God, this yeah. fucking week. There's no buzz around it, which is actually a great segue into some Real Housewives okay. mess. Okay. I'm ready. So obviously Kelly Dodd has been incredibly ignorant throughout the entire coronavirus. She is about to wed next weekend, a Fox News oh. correspondent. So if you don't think her facts are potentially biased, come at me. Yeah. So she was recently at a plastic surgeon's office, maskless, and was like, hey, doc, like in that annoying, like horrific, piercing voice. She was like, tell the followers, like what you think about wearing masks. And he's like, um, you know, wearing masks, like, like these kinds won't help you. It was like a more flimsy one. He's like, but if you wear the N95s, that'll really help you. And she turns to the camera and she's like, pants don't contain a fart so it's basically the same thing so why do we have to wear masks <laughs> like i was oh, what? livid because I'm, i was like she is the covid clown that yeah. is her new name and second of all nobody's asking your opinion like all, almost like one of those people who if you knew you were right the first time you went to a doctor and because I think she did something similar before would have been enough. But when you don't think that when, when you might not kind of be sure you're trying to convince people, you, you continually seek people out to agree with you. Like we don't, you think we're going to take your advice? The same person who said <laughs> you're the masters and we're all the puppets get out of here. Like we're no, no, she said, you're the puppet. No, what'd she say? You're, yeah, you're the masters and we are the pup. Whatever she said, she said, I've never got, <laughs> now I sound like Kelly. Oh my God, rewind. <laughs> are but you kidding? That way, is like the definition of how my brain works. Like full yeah, dyslexia constantly. I'm like, oh, that's what she said. She goes, yeah. She was trying to call somebody a puppet master and called them basically the, the puppet and everyone else masters. And I'm like, you do realize you said that wrong, right? So, but it just annoyed me that, she felt the need to do that. If you don't want to wear a mask, as disgusting as it is, you don't wear one. But to put that on your platform and to spread that information and get people riled up, it's like, you know what you're going to cause when you do that. Why are you going to do that? Somebody reported her wedding date 
you know, for the 1010 mm-hmm. and a, a commenter commented and was like, oh my God, I was, no, my fiance and I were going to get married on that date too. And she said, congratulations. Um, and I'm thinking, did you not see no, were, no. you know, so then I comment back, commented back, is COVID going to be the bridesmaid or the maid of honor? Oh my God. Which I literally think I respond, saw this but- post. <laughs> I think I saw you. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to know, but I think what she's doing is also dangerous, but also we have to know that we cannot take information from Kelly Don. I don't care what doctor she's talking to. (laughs) Well, Andy Cohen actually went on his radio show and basically said the same thing. He said, I think that her posts show how woefully uninformed we all are and what a horrible job this administration has done to inform us about this disease. We are now eight months into this and we are chasing our tails and they're giving us completely contradictory information. And concurrently, if you are going to Kelly Dodd for advice about what to do in the face of coronavirus, there is a big problem. I think that, you know, you should consult your doctor, do some research and maybe don't consult your plastic surgeon. Slap <laughs> back. Right. But and I but I kind of felt I kind of wish he had directed it to her. Like, mm. um, Kelly, you you know, but at this and, and then I started thinking, like, I was really irritated by his response, like, call her out, do something. Then some people raised the point, like maybe he's letting her hang herself, if you will. Like I think it's know. gonna be a rough season for her. I think the viewers are really gonna struggle with the way she's been handling all of this. Like say what you will about how you feel about the coronavirus. Like there is just like a general lack of respect for people when people are dying, like casual 200,000 Americans are dying. Like, you know, you look at something like 9-11 where I don't know, maybe three, 4,000 people passed away. Like it was a horrific national tragedy for our country, but this is equally as damaging and has happened at such a rapid pace and and is not stopping anytime soon. She's not looking at it from a national disaster kind of standpoint. She's really just saying like, it's a flu. It's a flu. Yes, in a way, if you can't help cure this flu, then it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and being completely disrespectful of flying rules and masks. And she has almost a million followers. You can't lead with such ignorance and you can be an ignorant fuck, but just don't do it on the internet. Right. Do that with your people in Orange County where she says, well, nobody in Orange County has coronavirus. Well, I probably would like to see some numbers because I have a crazy feeling that someone in like in a big city has it. Oh, well, so here's so Megan, my son graduated um, high school this year and he got accepted to Chapman University in California in Orange County. Thank you. In Orange County. And he was supposed to be there like right now, but their numbers were continually spiking. So, and I ended up, I'm in a um, Facebook group for the parents, right? And so I ended up meeting, well, meeting like in quotes, a mother who DM'd me and we were talking and she works in the hospital and she gives, she calls people with the positive results. And she said, it's good that you kept your son there because basically the news wasn't reporting everything. So then we see their number spike. And then some of those same parents, and that's why I told my husband, I'm like, are we like, should we not even be letting him go? Because, you know, they have the minds of Kelly Dodd out there. Cause I'm watching these parents in these Facebook groups because the, the dorms were, you know, campus was closed. They were moving their kids to apartments outside of campus, telling them to form small groups. And guess what happened? There was a bit of an outbreak. 
shocking revelation. Also, right. how are you going to try to contain a bunch of young kids? Like they're Thank in college you. or away from their parents. All they want to do is like make out and drink beer. Like the exactly. good place to be, you know, quarantining and trying to like maintain social distancing. And none of that will happen if you put kids together. They'll find a way to hang out and it'll just spread and get worse. And yep. Thank God your son is, you know, home and, and healthy. Yeah. He's taking the classes online. He's supposed to go in January I'm a, and I'm a little nervous, but I'm like, at least their numbers have going, gone down. But I said, if the parents, cause, and the parents were literally like, my, my child deserves their college experience. Well, it's not like high school. All of our kids didn't get to walk across the stage, but you will eventually be able to live on campus if you stay home. People were driving like across the country, their kids taking them there. And then when their kids were getting sick, I'm like, what do they do in jail to drive people crazy? They put them in solitary confinement. So if your kid gets COVID and you're in New Jersey and your kid's in California and you can't get to them, they're going to be in a room by themselves for 14 days. Like, really? It's so messed up. Well, I heard the state school in New York had a situation where they were, um, there were like a ton of kids who got it. And then rather than like having all of the kids just like quarantine at the school and figure it out there, they sent them all back to their middle-aged parents. It's like, oh, <laughs> great. That's, that's exactly what you should do. Put them that back into a- other people who are potentially susceptible. Goodness. That is a good point, Megan. Oh, I did. Cause I saw that and did not even think about that. Oh my God. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's speaking hilarious. of other people in OC who do not believe the coronavirus is real, Lydia McLaughlin, who is just <sighs> the biggest stain on the Royal Housewives of OC. And like, that is saying so much considering yes. all the pigs who have been on that show but pigs that's nice <laughs> so I had mentioned a couple weeks ago I think it was episode 124 I don't know and I was talking with Aaron Martin about how Lydia was getting a web series on Bravo called yes. Glitter Town Glitter Town where her and her mom spread love and laughter and all they want to do is smile and brighten your day and if you could see <laughs> me right now you'd see like my hands moving like her she has like crazy wrists like long straight arms and like a windshield wiper wrist yes like that's very much her body type and so I tried to watch the web series and how was it didn't take didn't take I couldn't (laughs) I couldn't watch it like you know I, I like I understand escapism I respect it I try to make this show an escape we were talking about that earlier of course like everybody needs to get out of like the horrific reality that we're all living in as Americans well everybody in the world at this point is kind of probably struggling but her show is like us just hanging out we want to be silly we don't want this to be about drama and so there's no point to it in any way like I watched like the first episode and it's them being like so what should this show be about like what should we do what and I'm like keep that in the pre-pro meeting <laughs> like <Yes>. do <laughs> not come on my screen with what should we do and it's like the two of them sitting in the plaza hotel like okay keep playing Eloise in your head like they're like frolicking through Central Park oh my god we're gonna get we're gonna go on a horse-drawn carriage and then we're gonna have glitter we don't need this like we know if there is going to be escapism it has to have a point like it has to have a reason like bravo you guys gave them money for this and you right. paid editors producers you know, graphic designers, so many people were employed for this horrific show. The only other Bravo 
web series was Stasi's. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> They're Bravo. You have to cut it out. Like you can't do this to us. This is not yeah. fair. And when they were saying, oh, we're and like, my mom likes to hide around a corner and throw glitter. I'm like, word to the wise. Do not throw glitter at a woman who just got her hair done, maybe wearing contacts, may have just got her lashes done. That could turn, that could turn Potomac real, like, are you joking? It was my birthday last or two weeks ago and someone gave me a gift bag, someone I love. And then I like looked at my shirt and I was like, "Ah, my shirt is covered in glitter. And she was like, I thought it was cute. And I was like, it it is a cute bag. I'm just now covered in glitter. Right. (laughs) I like glitter. I love glitter, glitter pens stickers with glitter on them but I, I need to choose the glitter in my life like I can't have unsolicited glitter right like what about those <laughs> glitter those glitter boxes that people can send I would oh. be so mad no a couple years ago one of my dipshit friends sent me you can send like a bag of dicks and it'll give you like a little <laughs> bag of gummy dicks it's literally probably called like send a bag of dicks.com And I was like living alone at the time and I opened this box and like no one asked me for my address. And I like am so like wildly insecure in certain situations where I was like, oh my God, who sent me this bag of dicks? It says eat a bag of dicks. Like, what is this? Like, what did I do? Like, oh oh my God. I was like, yeah, I've like, you know, probably said some fucked up things. I've got some. And then I was like writing my group chat where she was in it. I was like, oh my God, like, look at this bag of dicks. Like, I'm so sad. I ate all the gummy dicks. Like, I don't know what happened. And then like two weeks later, she was like, dude, I forgot about even the joke. And I forgot to tell you it was me. And I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Sleepless nights over this bag of dicks. But if that were glitter, I'd be awake for a month. Right? Like, oh, (laughs) wait. And the fact that I ate them and I still don't know who they're from. Shame (laughs) eating gummy dicks just because I was like, I don't know. I don't know who could do this. Like, what did I do? What did I do? It's like my dumb friend just like bored. (laughs) Now that could be a web series. Yeah, (laughs) gummy dicks. Just sending people bags of dicks. Let's actually <laughs> write that one down. <laughs> oh, oh my god! But yeah, Lydia. Unless you're like wearing a Charlie Chaplin outfit at a drag show, like right. feeling like God is gonna strike you down. I don't want to see you. And also, she's like really into this QAnon vibe, where yes. it's like Ugh. anti-mask, stop sex trafficking all these things and it's like honey you're clearly getting your news from nobleman magazine because <laughs> right <laughs> just some of the shit you're saying obviously don't get me wrong let's try to end child sex trafficking i'm not right i'm not saying anything about that but the the background of some of the things that she supports she do, i don't think really i think she gets her information from like youtube videos yeah. And not only that, it's like, okay, what's your plan? So you're getting everyone all riled up. What's your plan to end uh, sex trafficking? She's like, excuse just- me. I went to a march with 18 other gorgeous, tall, white women. <laughs> None of us wore masks. We had signs that looked like we were at Woodstock being like, end kid slavery. It's like, okay, cool. Then what did you do? Go back to your fucking mega mansion right. and like do nothing like it's so ridiculous it's so performative and when that was happening obviously a lot of these like bullshit protest again I say bullshit I know what you mean yeah Yeah. like 
it's not bullshit. <laughs> That's like during like the peak of the Black Lives Matter protests yes. all throughout our country. And they're trafficking them through Wayfair. And my the funniest thing is like, so you guys are protesting because Wayfair is delivering uh, a dresser and kids. However, you support someone who has those detention centers and guess where they get the beds from? Wayfair, you got just what I need. I'm like, you're a hypocrite. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, honestly, TBH, now I'm like kind of depressed because all my office furniture is from Wayfair. No, I got my daughter a beautiful oh. bed from Wayfair. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. No, And they like no. reached out to me and they were like, you can have a business account. So now I'm, maybe I shouldn't be exposing my scam on my show to thousands of people. Um, but I've been buying all my personal furniture through like this business account. And if you guys like Wayfair shit, sign up with a business account and you get mad discounts. I was just going to say, uh, if you're exposing yourself, you won't be the only one standing. I'll be standing right there with you, <laughs> holding your hand, waving my Wayfair discount. My daughter's bed would have been like $800 and it was like 235 Get it, girl. So I was bad. like, because they did the business, they sent me because uh, email a business or whatever I'm guessing it's because of the email but a business account so I was saying that for the QAnoners how are you because you know they're out there saying all these things about Wayfair so you hate Wayfair but you support the detention centers that get their beds from Wayfair okay makes a lot of sense (laughs) we got you oh yeah you're making tons of sense yeah well, one other thing from OC, this past weekend, there was some drama with Bronwyn Burke and her husband, Sean. Supposedly, they were yes. they have been rumored to be breaking up. She's been doing a lot of thought posts <laughs> saying, hot girl like, summer. yeah, hot girl summer. It's like, honey, this is hot girl fall. Like, we are, we are <laughs> moving seasons. Your hotness is transcending <laughs> the seasons. So... She has been posting, yeah, hot girl summer pics, thought, thought, thought. I saw a couple like blind items, which sometimes I believe, sometimes I don't. And then her daughter, oh, the name, Rowan. Her kids have some funky little names. Yeah. I sound like Vicky. I'm like, brown wind? (laughs) (laughs) But her daughter, Rowan, like posted like a picture of herself and then wrote this. Oh, (laughs) the caption just says, Fuck you, mom. (laughs) Exactly. Megan, that's exactly how I pictured her saying it. Sorry to interrupt, but it's so funny. That's how I picture. Clearly, I've said it before. Actually, I've never said fuck you to my mom. She can literally start to cry. I wouldn't be, my mom, I wouldn't be alive talking to you in this wonderful moment right now. I'd have no teeth, like. (laughs) Yeah, no, I always like remember seeing friends like that in high school who'd be like, fuck you, mom. Like, I don't even care. And I'd be like, what? Like. Right. I, was, I called my mom when I was in seventh grade. I called her stupid. I was like, you're stupid. Get out of my face or something along those lines. And she started to cry in front of me. I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, right, keep right. yelling at you. You're crying. I can't even. Right. This isn't even fucking fair. I'm I'm the one who's upset. Not you. <laughs> you said, wait, now what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I was like, okay, now I'm coddling you. Uh. This did. This is some reverse psychology shit. Yes. I don't like yes. this. Your mom is probably a, is a genius. That <laughs> is a good way to reverse. <laughs> You're gonna take notes. You're like, okay, yep. next just like, time. okay, like, next up. Yep. yep. <laughs> so you know, supposedly they're broken up. So I guess we'll see what happens. But Bronwyn is going to Salt Lake City this weekend, and she's hanging out with some of the ladies from the Royal Housewives of Salt Lake City and Carrie Brittingham from. 
Dallas. So I, I wonder saw how they that. are kind of friends. But and I was thinking, I bet there's going to be some big Salt Lake City like premiere thing. Like I wonder how they're going to handle oh. a premiere party because usually it's a serious premiere. Like they need to have like right. a big thing. And I feel like all these housewives are like, travel's okay if you're rich. Travel's okay if you're rich. <laughs> completely fine no. Megan yeah that's that is the message travels okay if you're rich well do you think that they're gonna use remember when Katie oh, La, uh, Lala and Stassi went to Utah and supposedly Katie and Lala may have had something to like or a way to introduce I think they were at, Salt like, Lake City literally a post Malone or Little Wayne concert like I think it was like <laughs> something so off-brand for Salt Lake City I'm like what Right. Like, okay. <laughs> so I wonder if they're going to use them to introduce them, but how would they use them to introduce them if Vanderpump Rules is not even on? So like, yeah. what would they, how, cause normally Vanderpump Rules comes like one time, didn't it come in December and then another time, like January or something. So like, yeah, not usually even- in the beginning it was coming in December and then yeah, this okay. past year like well, I'm like and then this past year I remember exactly <laughs> where I was when I found out the premiere date um, I think it was in January because I can't remember like what was going on but oh I I had like I'm like I can't remember what was going on in my life but I had like <laughs> two very important deaths in my life like at the end of last year and I remember like my brother who's like a big pump head he like looked at me and he's like you know thank god Vanderpump Rules didn't start when all this was going on. I was like, you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm sorry for the big losses, but oh, at least you had something to look forward to, right? I mean, I mean, it was kind of a subpar season, so I wouldn't necessarily you know say what? Lived you know up, what? But it was something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see, but you're right as far as, cause they're not going to be doing like, do they do that upfronts every year? They like at the beginning, do. I wonder if they're going to do a digital one. Oh, right. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Salt Lake City is, um, at first, I was like, why are people, oh, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but when you said Salt Lake, I thought at first when the uh, trailer came out, I was like, am I supposed to be excited? I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I saw anything. What's the temperature? And then reading <laughs> the bios or their descriptions, I was like, whoa, what? Okay, I think I'm in. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I have an episode coming out next, next two weeks. That's like a recap of the trailer, which is just disgusting. Like, there's like creepy relationships with people's grandfather. I'm like, what? Yes, it's like, even even if you're not biological, you were married to my grandmother. And now I have a child by you and I'm married to you. Did he change your diapers? Like what? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thinking about that. Oh my. But you know, there was a rumor. This is funny. Has nothing to do with the housewives, but I guess could be like a housewife storyline. There was a rumor. This had to be like 2009. This is how long ago it was. Cause I was still working. Um, Morgan Freeman having an affair or dating his step granddaughter. So it's now kind of hilarious and weird and creepy that we're seeing that play out on Salt Lake City. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. 
StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that i'm like is he mormon <laughs> i'm like that's like the only excuse is, is that you morgan like yeah. what are you mormon like <laughs> what yeah yeah no, i don't i don't fuck with any of that like get those woody allen freaks the fuck yes out of my life. <laughs> like i i can't like what you can't find another man you go for your grandma's sloppy seconds Oh God. And I wonder if we're going to find out it was him because it was something to do with. Of course it was. He was creeping on her the the minute she was a a child. The the minute he could, he was probably like, wow, she's so cute. Wow, she's so cute. He probably made some creepy ass moves. The wife dies. He poisoned her. And he's like, (laughs) I'm going to get fucking sued by a bunch of really wealthy Mormons. Because we're saying allegedly. Allegedly poisoned (laughs) and killed his wife. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's. Did you read or did you hear? And I'm like, I'm, you know, you, there's so much going on in Bravo. You're like, wait, did I make that up? Was that a fever dream? But re- I thought I heard that she married him to be able to keep like the churches and like the money in the family. So I'm like, ill if he used that over her head, like marry me and your family will be good. Like, ugh. ew, grandpa's got to go like that. Like imagine being the, <laughs> ki- the kid of that dad, like. And now your mom's on TV telling people? Ew, yeah. Stay in the house. That's behind (laughs) closed doors kinds of conversations. I don't need to be a part of that. I agree. Well, speaking of other new shows that are coming to Bravo, Bravo just recently launched a new late night series called Bravo Chat Room, which which is kind of like a... um, panel show with Summer House's Hannah Burner, Potomac's Giselle Bryant, Below Deck star Kate Chastain, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams. I was nervous going into it, but I just watched the first episode just before we got on and I loved it. Granted, it is potentially doing exactly what I do on said show. Um, (sighs) So uh, I was watching, I was like, this is an amazing concept. (laughs) I, I wonder where I've heard of it before. That's crazy <laughs> but I liked it I liked it a lot I when I so when I first saw it coming out I've okay so as far as below deck I was always a Hannah girl and never a Kate girl so I was like mm, I don't know about Kate but I'm like well you know at least she's 
kind of in the middle of Giselle and Portia's age, I'm thinking, or whatever. But when I saw Hannah, I was like, how is that going to work? Because it seemed like, like how Tinsley was the bridge for New York. Like you go from Tinsley, to, like Tinsley could vibe with Leah, but also have uh, ways and be kind of not bougie, but you know, like, like Ramona. And yeah. She, it's like hanging out with her mom. I mean, like yes. Ramona is like, is very Dale-esque. Right. Yes. So Tinsley was our bridge. So I was wondering on this show, if we were going to have, was it going to be like a hard, like a rough stop? Like, oh, you're talking to Giselle and Portia and um, Kate. And then all of a sudden it's like, mm, Hannah comes in with something that you're like, wait, what? So I didn't think the first show was that bad, but I did, I do, I did want to feel like with those shows, I'm over, what is it? eavesdropping on girlfriends having a conversation? So of course they're talking to the audience, but you're kind of like eavesdropping on your friends to make it feel like natural. I will say the second show was much, much better. I liked the first show, although it wasn't lost on me. Like you said, the concept is what you do. And <laughs> Sasha from the Bravo breakdown that oh, she's been I doing. My jaw was on the ground when I heard that. And I was like, is Sasha like moderating? And I was like, Right. No, of course. Just hijack a great idea. I love to see it. We love yeah. to see it. I could not believe it. So that was like, okay. But so the, the second show was a bit better. And I thought, oh, maybe they're just saying the Bravo breakdown the one time. And I'm like, oh, they're going to be saying this like every time. So I did think the second show was a lot better. It was kind of weird when they had, not weird, but when they had Hannah's mom on the second season, it wasn't weird. It just what was like- uh, when you see it, you'll—I think you'll think it's a—it's a even better show than the premiere show. I feel like they're kind of finding their groove. And at first, I thought Portia was going to moderate because you know how she, she seemed to moderate the first show. Yeah, she kind of like started it, and I was like, "Ooh, yay! Like, let's just yes. do this the whole time." And then they all kind of like came in to do segues, which I, I thought was like a creative way of doing it. Because, yeah, you don't want to make one person feel like they're clearly the Beyonce of the group. Um, <laughs> but but I did kind of get excited when I saw Portia kind of taking the lead a little bit. So when you you have to DM me and tell me what you think about the second episode, because Giselle's box was all their boxes were mixed up. So Giselle's box, which I guess now thinking about it, but it was where Portia's was. And she started the episode like, guys, welcome. Oh. Blah, blah. So I was like, I wonder if they're going to do that either switch it up every week or how they're going to do that. But it was pretty, it was pretty good. And I actually have to say, people would always say, okay, oh, hilarious. And I'd be like, what? But I actually am starting to like her, even though it's only been two episodes on this show. Who cares? And Hannah was pretty good too. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually, I'm actually seeing Kate's sense of humor that people have like talked about. She's like funny. So She's I'm like thinking. very dry and she's not afraid to go there, which I really like. Yes. I really liked yeah. her. She was like, let's stop talking about Stassi fucking Schroeder. Get her yes. off our TV. And I liked that. Yes. And I, I know they've, I think, had beef. I think like I read somewhere a little while back that they have some beef. Like Stassi was very rude to her when they yes. met somewhere. Um, but yeah, Kate, I think was like a little rougher on the edges in the first episode. She is like a little bit, I think someone who like needs to kind of grow on you. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and on the show, like, it was hard to watch because I loved her personality. I loved when she was, like, quirky and weird. Um, but then, like, a couple seasons ago when she was, like, trying to kick that girl Caroline out and was, like, blasting the music and, like, making yes. her feel so uncomfortable. And, of course, that girl was, like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But, like, you're still the boss. You need to take the higher road. 
Right. It, it just like made me feel uncomfortable. Like I just imagined myself like being behind the door with someone like blasting music and, and like was making crying. me, yeah, like crying inside and you know you're being filmed and all this stuff. And she's snickering out there at Josiah, like, <laughs> like what we're doing. It's like, okay, but like, that's like very mean. <laughs> right. And what about when Caroline was going, yes, going on these Twitter uh, things and saying all these things. However, one thing she did not lie about was they did scream herpes outside of her door because when they released that footage of them, I felt like so bad when Kate and Josiah were saying that, oh, Kate, that's why you have herpes. I was like, oh my gosh, she wasn't lying about that. And I'm su- I was surprised that Bravo actually played that. I mean, it's like very cruel to like say that to someone. It's like, right. okay, yeah, like STDs like aren't fun and like, just like anything else, not something you want to talk about. And also people have said like horrible things about Kate, like that she drinks all night and she does yes. cocaine and all these things where it's like, if she was on Captain Sandy's ship, obviously she would have been kicked off a very long time exactly. ago with the exactly. thought of cocaine. Oh my God. Right. Now Following her to off. the bathroom. Leave the yeah. door open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm down to keep Me watching. Too. And I was like, when Hannah was like, Giselle, your dad is hot. I agree with her, but yes. like, honey, no, no, he's <laughs> in his late eighties. No, you just don't do that. Remember yeah, when she, she said, she's like, he's a zaddy. Oh yeah. Portia double down. It's like, Portia, you need a good man. Like Giselle's dad. Like that's who you should be with. <laughs> he clearly speaks his mind. Like, oh, oh my God. That was awesome. When he took the mic off, I was like, he oh. thinks he's done. And it's like, yes. oh, you got to press the off button. Megan, I was in off doesn't mean it's it's off. I was in my room, Megan. I was on my bed. I jumped up and screamed, "No!" (laughs) I literally (laughs) had a visceral reaction. I was like, "No!" Yeah, I, I I appreciate that he like supported her and her choices, but I'm also glad that he's like, "Fuck you, yeah, yeah, dirtbag. You don't need this." He's, he's, because that's still, I don't care if she's 40, 50 or whatever. That's still his daughter, his baby. So like, yeah. Speaking of other dirt bags, Jackson, Brittany <laughs> from Vanderbilt Rule had their gender reveal this weekend, which again, like we said last week, gender reveals are canceled. One, like by the time your kid is 18, it's probably going to be like, I don't want to be that gender anyway. So let's, <laughs> let's like move on and the fires all of it you love the baby but how many parties are we gonna have for this kid right i'm I'm like like no one in my life has ever had one i don't know why i'm like so passionately against them but here i am it's a lot well the lady who created them and i'm sorry to stop you but she said that she wished she had never started and (laughs) i feel like she came out and said she wished she had never did it and a friend of mine said the gender reveal used to be in the labor and delivery room hey (laughs) surprise you got a boy you got a girl whatever I feel like it's kind of fun. Like when I have kids one day, like, I feel like I would love to do that. Like that feeling of like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. Like, it's so exciting. It's so fun. And obviously you just want to help you baby, but yeah, it's like, oh my God, it could be anything. Oh, so you wouldn't find out you would, you would want to be surprised. Oh yeah, totally. Cause I would like get so in my head. Like then I'd be yeah. like laying in bed being like me and my daughter are going to yeah. get manicured. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like an adventure it's like you never know what you're gonna get yeah that, that's very true and then everything is so neutral now you could buy the crib do the room and it could go for either way so mm-hmm. I could agree to that yeah so Jackson and Renee are having a little boy 
Jax posted a photo of him holding a onesie saying number one guy in the group on it, which is, yeah, hilarious considering he was like snorting 40 rails of coke before <laughs> he said that. Um, so right. let's put your child in that. It's a great memory, I guess. Great little callback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tom and Ariana did not go to the gender yes. reveal party, which is not really surprising. I think they might have cut ties. I can imagine how horrible the two of them were about COVID stuff or the Black Lives Matter stuff. Like, I can't imagine what it was like behind the scenes. And then also like right. the fact that she's been pregnant. They've been trying to get pregnant. I can imagine Jax like has just been like, yeah, we're just trying to have a baby. Like that's all yeah. they talk about. And they're like, Tom and Ariana, you guys wouldn't get it. Like, it's like, right. Oh my God. You're right. You're right. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Well, did you, and did you, um, it's funny take, cause I, I'm, I know you did cause you are the news expert taking notes of who was there. I was like, mm, okay. Actually, I definitely obviously saw Randall and Lala. Stassi and Bo, which like Bo is like, I'm gonna tell her their sons to not hit on our daughter. I'm like, you need to move states so that your kids don't know each other if you really want to not have any Jackson Britney spawn rubbing right. off on your kid. And like also like that goes for Jackson Britney towards you guys too. Like it, it should be like <laughs> like both of you, all of you guys should not be friends anymore. <laughs> like at this right, point, it's like goodbye. <laughs> are you done? Like you've all fucked each other. Like that's so weird. Like, right. And it's like, and you're all friends. Like, okay. That's nice. Were Tom and Ariana, not Tom and Ariana, were Schwartz and Katie there? Oh, you know what? That is because I haven't heard them mentioned. I have heard uh, about why Sheena wasn't there, which is like really sad. And um, Lala said in people magazine that um yeah they she had a pregnancy pact so that's why they're all pregnant creepy like that's weird to me exactly like it was like okay wow she said that i I looked it up real quick because i knew i saw it she said that she yanked out her iud to honor her vanderpump rules cast baby pack (laughs) like honey honey yeah I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> it's just all I, I want that. Can you make that a part of your merch? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like Yes, I absolutely can. Right. I love that. I, just I don't, don't like, like that. that. I just don't like that. Like, I I get it. Like, you want to have pregnancies with your friends. But. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Maybe just. I like was the, like, the, insane. that's so creepy. I don't know. I, the whole thing just creeps me out. But we have also one, just Katie hasn't posted anything on her Instagram outside of like podcast promo stuff. So I wonder how she's kind of been doing with all this and it was like a selfie of her, like a bucket hat, which like very (laughs) Thank you so much for that content. We really appreciate it. I haven't been following Katie's podcast because I do draw the line. Um, (laughs) But... Even though as I'm about to say that, I'm about to actually stoop even lower. Dana from Vanderpump Rules one season. Uh, Yeah. Has a podcast. Yeah. I listened. How was it? It was just another reminder to me, to hopefully listeners, that hosting is a skill you can't just be like, just because you're yes. funny, like at a bar with your friends, having a couple cocktails doesn't mean you can like 
host a show that is engaging and has a point. Yes. I listened to the one with Ariana. She was like, oh my God. So like, you grew up in Florida, right? She's like, yeah, I grew up in Florida. And she's like, okay, so like, were you near alligators and stuff? Like in swamps? And Ariana's like, yeah, there's like a lot of that. It's Florida. And then like the two of them just like went on this like eight minute tangent about alligators. I'm like, where are we going with this lady? It's like, <laughs> what is the point and and then at that point I was like I gotta stop like I, I can't right I can't do this so you so you couldn't even finish it all no I think I lasted like probably eight minutes <laughs> I'm like, oh eight. my like, gosh whopping eight that is uh I guess how you said you draw the line with Katie I think I might have to draw the line with that because I felt like <laughs> Dana Dana was even more monotone than Katie and I don't even know if that, even when, to me, it was like, Katie doesn't try to go up in octaves. She's just, is at the same place. It would seem like Dana was trying to go up in octaves and just still, it was like almost painful to watch. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. No. And I, you know, I like, liked her on the show. I liked that she was really open. I liked that she was funny and she was actually like a comedian who made me giggle rather than like Rachel right. O'Brien, who's like, I'm a comedian. I'm like, you're hot and happened to show up at an open mic once. Like, that's it. Like, that is it. And you're just not funny to me. Maybe just to me. Maybe I'm being rude. Um, shocking. But, <laughs> but I liked her. And so I was like, actually like, oh, I wonder if this will be good. But it definitely didn't really hit the mark. And then that reminded me of when Ariana had a podcast like five years yes. ago. Do you remember yes. that? With that? I girl? never listened, but I remember. Yes, I remembered it Meredith, because of, I think. yes, that was her name because there was a Twitter argument with Stassi and Ariana <laughs> over Twitter and, uh, and uh, Stassi, Ariana said something to Stassi, I think called her out for said something racially insensitive again, gender reveal surprise. No. And um, <laughs> she and Stassi fired back with something like you and your failed podcast. I was like, Ooh. again, podcasts have to have a point. Yes. Anybody can buy a microphone and start a show, but if you don't have a point and people aren't listening, then what the fuck is the point? Like I, my first show I ever did, I did it for two years on and off, like two and a half years. 15 people would listen and I'd be like this was so awesome I only did hours of work for it <laughs> right. no one listened and at a certain point I'm like all right you gotta cut bait clearly you've got a passion for it so now you have to fine-tune what this show is actually gonna be about Egg, yep. and now I'm here but oh my god today is actually my two-year podcasting anniversary what happy anniversary wow. Megan that is Thank awesome you. oh my gosh that's crazy that I'm realizing it on air how kismet <laughs> oh my god <laughs> on such and a great I'm, show too I was gonna say and I'm honored to be a part of the two-year anniversary yes episode 127 news episodes that's fucking crazy wow when you're doing an amazing you're doing amazing sweetie <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> well Unfortunately, all this podcast talk came up because Stassi is starting her podcast again. Uh, yeah. I, okay, so it's conf I saw a picture of her um, and someone said, it was on Instagram and someone said, is she, I think she's starting a podcast again or getting another show. And I never went back in my, I don't think my heart could go on like Celine Dion said. So I don't mm -hmm. think, I didn't know for sure. So it, she is coming back with a podcast. 
yeah, it seems like she confirmed it on Instagram. And I would put about $5,000 on it that it's going to be like, Stassi and Bo, pregnancy journey. Like, yes. as if, like, anybody wants to hear the two of them talk. Like, he was the reason her podcast failed. Years ago, I really liked her show. I was really yeah. into Sauce. I liked her guests. She had Rachel So on. She had, like, people in the fashion industry and writers and, like, really interesting people. And they actually had genuine conversations. And the moment she met Bo... She quit the show. She stopped. She started phoning it in. Bo was yes. the guest every week. It was just Vanderpump Rules people. And it's like, okay, yeah. How many times can you and Kristen talk about going to eat Mexican food? Like, okay. Like, it just gets a little boring. And I, yeah, yeah. It hurt my feet. Like, it hurt my feelings. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it broke my heart. But it did. It was, it was upsetting as a listener to realize, wow, like, you get into a relationship and you ditch all of your career plans for this man. And, and I see it happen constantly. And even like with my own thing, I'm like, I do this fucking twice a week. Like I do a lot of work outside of my normal job and it does play a role. It does hurt my dating situation because it's like, Hey, would love to hang with you. But I also have two hours of work tonight where I talk right. about Bravo, you know? So I understand where like that comes into play, but also to find a partner who like, supports that and is like you do your thing I'll be in the other room that's what you want rather than someone being like oh you can't find a guest again I guess I'll come on really right and 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 it with the whole timber of this because I remember like I would quit st- you know go back quitting mm-hmm. I had stopped following after she I still even though I'm ashamed to say it like after the whole the Oscar so white I had still kind of listened and I'm like why are you still listening to this but I, it's like I love podcasts knowing that I wasn't enjoying it, hoping maybe for a good one. And cause like you said, she started phoning it in and it just got so like whenever I would see his name and cause like I said, I would go back and forth. And then finally I was like, I'm just like done. I, I can't do this. Yeah, no, I, at a start, I can't remember what was my final straw. I think it was just really when like guests just started being like, oh, we're going to have Rachel O'Brien on again. Great. It's, right. Let's- and talk about what you guys, we can tell your friendship is kind of, <laughs> taking a dip anyway like you could just so it's like okay great can't wait to hear all about it I would really like to know why they stopped becoming friends like the truth of it all I mean I think they had like that one event I feel like they were all on a boat um and it was like Kristen Rachel Stassi someone else I can't remember and Annabelle were, yeah I think like whatever happened on that boat, whatever happened on that boat, it's a bigger surprise than like, what's the saying? Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood. What <laughs> happened on that boat? No, I don't yes. know what happened on this boat in Los Angeles. What right. Happened? Cause everybody's been tight lipped. Like not even like the other person that was on the boat never spilled. So like they, every, everyone's been really tight lipped about that. I don't know. I'm going to do some sleuthing. That'll Please do my, and my, report uh, back thing for tonight <laughs> while well, I eat dinner and stalk strangers on the internet and you have to watch Roni secrets reveal too yeah that's definitely a must that's for sure gonna happen. and then one more thing for Vanderpump Rules Land so we had this little tiff between Lala and Sheena so Sheena was yeah. saying on her podcast which again you guys I'm listening to other people's podcasts I am working hard for these episodes okay <laughs> I'm really trying to but it doesn't always happen so she was saying on her podcast with Brock on the show as a guest, which again, like is very much a mirroring the Stassi and Bo situation. Brock is basically her fucking permanent co-host. Megan? Oh, 
I can hear okay, you. I got you. I can okay, hear you. Cool. Okay. I was like, no, I was no. so in, I was listening. I'm like, no, what, what, what? <laughs> so Sheena was on her podcast and was saying with Brock about their situation with the miscarriage and how they both kind of handled it differently. So Sheena was saying that like, she was very upset with Brock and how he handled it. She calls him and is like, Hey, I had the miscarriage, whatever. He had like been gone for he was up in Santa Monica or something working. She was in Palm Springs. So they're a couple hours away. So he didn't come home back to Palm Springs. And I, they found out he had a miscarriage, which like, I don't know what his job is. Take a sick day. I, I, there's just like time and a place. You should probably be there for your partner anyways. So he didn't go the first night. And then the second night he was like, okay, cool. I'm going to come over after work but let me play nine holes of golf first. And so she has to have dinner by herself and she's sitting up at the house alone. Like, of course she's like devastated and wants the potential father of her child near her. Right. So she knew Lala was in Palm Springs. And so she calls Lala and she's like, Hey, can you hang out? Like, I really like need to be with someone. I just want to talk I, I really need to talk and she was like oh sorry I'm going to dinner with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox and Rand <laughs> do you want to come with us and Sheena's like absolutely not right. I just had a miscarriage yesterday my boyfriend's not in town and I just want to like stay at home and she was like yeah she wasn't there for me blah 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 and she was like you said if I needed anything you'd be there for me mm-hmm. so then Lala came into the picture with some Instagram comments saying, anybody wondering about my thoughts on Sheena, quote unquote, dragging me? I'm not tripping too hard. <laughs> Anytime, like, like I know, just, I know. I, I feel like I'm like forced to do <laughs> like this my aspect, voice. Like, like, yeah. Lauren from Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm going to pop you. Like, okay, I'm going to pop <laughs> Sheena. <laughs> she says, in her mind, that's how it happened. She would rather focus on me not being there for her than the fact that her man said he was working, turned his phone off, and went golfing that day. Weird how it was just glazed over. This is why her relationships are always a train wreck that make epic TV. She's reality TV gold. She just claims it shows celebrities over her. Girl, weren't you just capitalizing off begging John Mayer? True. She has a way of <laughs> making everything about her, but I've accepted that and found enduring parts of it. She has an idea how everyone, blah, 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 blah. Nothing else juicy or fun. She did address what happened with Brock. Yes. And yes. he did acknowledge, I dealt with it poorly. Yes. And like, we yep. handle grief in different ways. And like, he's like, I needed to unwind. And like, I could see his side of it. Me, but I'm yeah. also like a woman. And, and I'm like, if I had a fucking miscarriage and my husband was you two hours away. You better be here. Honey, you get in the HOV lane with no passenger. And like, you get here. You right. To do what you need to do to get here. It's just... So I understand, but Lala's also a piece of shit star fucker. So for her, for her to even put that, it's like the one girl that came out and had your back. How dare you? It's not, you know, when, when she first started working there and no one wanted to be your friend, the same people you made this pregnancy pact with, well, one, you know, it's like, come on. She's just trash. I'm just like, fuck you, Lala. Like, and of course, like, regardless of like your friendship with her and how you feel about her. She had a miscarriage and you are happily right. pregnant. Like, right. you need to see that your friend is struggling. Like, period, end of story. And I felt it was, like, very selfish. And I don't know. I'll be there for you, Sheena. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, I can't come though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I have dinner with um, Andy Cohen and uh, <laughs> Teresa Juche. Sorry, those are and my Lisa, celebrities. <laughs> and Lisa Vanderpump serving dinner. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to pump. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So weird. Well, to finish up today's very great episode, the two-year anniversary episode, we have to talk a little bit about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Kyle Richards on the Secrets Revealed episode of the this latest season of Beverly Hills. So Kyle went onto Instagram and saw a picture <laughs> that Diane Keaton posted on Instagram with a woman who had really long black nails and a million different rings. And Diane just thought it was like cool and said like, oh, I saw this psychic in Santa Monica, wherever they were. And I really liked this. And so Kyle ends up seeing it sees one of the rings that she believes is her mother's ring. And if you guys don't remember, a couple of years ago, Kyle's house got robbed thanks to Eddie's, um, Teddy's husband's security (laughs) system. (laughs) So not shocking at all. So she got robbed and lost all of her purses and all her jewelry. So Kyle then assumes that the ring on this woman's pinky finger is her mother's ring. So her and Teddy, investigator Teddy, decided to oh go on a witch hunt, which I like, when I saw this, I was like, this is basically like Kristen and Stassi in 15 years, but like, <laughs> let, like, they were more racially motivated towards like their witch hunt against Faith, but I was like, this is the same shit, two fucking idiots talking out of their ass, like slandering someone's character, oh, now she's a thief, and like, oh, And, and- Wait a minute. The fact the fact that you said Kristen and Stassi because you know what did Stassi say? You know we thought we were like solving a crime or solving a mur- yeah. a mystery or something like that. Like whatever. A mystery. Like go. That was such a, That's why detectives, such a good reference. <laughs> detectives have badges for that. Like, <laughs> you don't need to try. Like you really don't need to try. So fast forward. This girl on TikTok sees this and she's the granddaughter of Diana French, who's the lady with the rings. And she came forward and was like, um, excuse me, that is my grandma's ring. And I loved this TikTok more than life itself. She started zooming in on pictures of her grandma wearing the ring. And she was like, this is my grandma at my fifth grade graduation. And this is my grandma 27 years ago, whatever. So she basically (laughs) proved that like, no, Kyle, this woman didn't tiptoe into your house with like a black sack and take your ring like <laughs> like like you can't just like go accuse people of things of theft of diamonds like and Megan I thought that it must have been a one-of-a-kind because if it was a one-of-a-kind I could almost see her saying oh my gosh my, that's my grandmother's ring it's it's one of a kind. it's a ring that they sell to more than one person <laughs> that again you just blatantly said on a national tv show. i'm so glad that the granddaughter stepped forward <laughs> same like uh anyway kyle if you have any more questions yeah. <laughs> and also also like this lady diana french is now doing exclusives with ETV. yes like i saw her and like a reporter doing a six foot socially distanced outdoor conversation and she was like when did you get the ring and she's like 27 years ago I got, and I'm like, what am I? Right, what, right, like, what has this come to? This is what we're doing. Why do I give a shit? (laughs) Why am I (laughs) taking notes on this? (laughs) The fact that, and did you see? She said that she deserves an apology from Kyle and Diane Keaton. Like, wait, 
Diane Keaton just posted the picture. Like well, Diane what? Keaton called her a psychic on on the promenade. Oh, that's right. Like, I've been a pharmacist for fifty. Years. <laughs> right. They both start with P, but like. Diane, how much weed are you smoking? You know what's crazy? Now that you say that, that it's it's funny. Now I want to investigate that. Like, did you not want people to know you went to a pharmacy for something? Like, what? Uh, yeah. What? Mauricio at the agency sold a house. Like, someone at the agency sold a house to Diane Keaton, so they were able to easily contact her. Right. And they, get they her had to throw that in there. Yeah. It's, oh God. It's like yeah. We'll I be- do believe Lisa Vanderpump when she said Kyle makes friendship because she wants the listing. She said that like mm-hmm. twice and got the listing on the houses that she said that. Yeah, and Dorit just sold her house through the agency as did Teddy. So it's like, oh, whoa, crazy. crazy. Right. Who would have thought? Well, just to end the show on a very interesting note, we have Brandy Glanville, who has been a dumpster fire for the last couple of years, unfortunately. And she ended up having Dandy Cohen on, I just called him Dandy Cohen. Oh my God. Daddy Cohen. Daddy Cohen. <laughs> Dandy, he's a dandy daddy. <laughs> yeah. So Brandy had Andy on Brandy had Andy on the podcast and they were talking about a bunch of different things. One thing that kind of slipped through the cracks was Andy was saying he's writing a book with Dave Quinn from People magazine. And then Brandy was like, Oh, can we talk about that? And he's like, No, I shouldn't say anything. So I wondered about that. I wonder what that book is about and why he would want Dave Quinn to help him write it he does he's like the lead housewives writer there and has been I guess on this show and was a total angel that was interesting but Brandy also said she was dating a Mormon guy so I'm like she literally will do anything uh, to fuck her way onto the Raw Housewives of Salt Lake City like whose oh husband my is she gosh. fucking on that cast like she just wants to be a housewife in whatever it takes oh my that is in Okay, if she shows up, I'm officially <laughs> off of Bravo. Yeah, I would have to quit the podcast. Two years, two years too many. Like no. it's like up oh, on my second year anniversary. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Taria, we are done. <laughs> did you see the? Um, I think. Wait, did you, did you already talk about the? Um, I'm trying to think on your podcast. I listened to so many, and by the way, I get so excited when I see that it's a new episode you post. I'm like, yes. But um, the the Brandy Glanville video of her son. Oh, that's what we were leading into. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, like, please, oh please. Oh my god. So yeah, she like went on Instagram, and he basically did the same thing on her podcast as well, where he was like, "Please give my mom back a job Ugh. so we can move out of this place. You guys have taken advantage of her too much." It's like. Your kid is a teenager. He's yes. going through puberty. I hear sounds in his voice and he's like, oh, man. like, <laughs> like I, I do not need to hear this like charity case situation happening. What are then, your thoughts on that? <laughs> I thought that that was so horrible and glad that Eddie did not agree. Uh, remember when Eddie said they couldn't be on the show because who knows how she would have used them. Mm-hmm. Um, the fa- I just thought it was as, Heather DeBro would say low brow and low base and your son should not know it's one thing to keep it real with your kids but it's you're also as a job your your job as a parent is to protect or shield them from certain things so to have your son begging for a job back saying that Bravo took advantage of you when you willingly gave Bravo the information was so just I felt bad for her son actually I really did I did too it was like a total cry for help and on yeah. the podcast they said Eddie's letting them go on the show now 
What? I know. Which I'm like, no, I hope he wasn't like, whatever. Brandy really needs a job. And the only way she'll become a full-time housewife is if the kids are there. Which like, honey, no, that is not- We don't want to see them. That is not the saving grace for you. Yes, your kids are adorable and probably nice boys. But that is not what's going to get you anywhere near the show again. Yeah, as what was her name? Jane from the comeback. I don't want to see that. I don't want to (laughs) see that. Exactly. No, your ship has sailed, honey. Love you, mean it, but this is is not going to work for you. Like it's it's it just and and if she comes back, I feel like remember when she was dancing that night at Kyle's party and got wild, and I was like, so I wasn't even embarrassed for her. I I was kind of like disgusted. Like when she fell, I was like, that is Brandy Glanville. I know. Like at a certain point, don't you stop partying like right like you're on television you're falling all over the place you weren't even invited what are you doing like yes aren't you yes. embarrassed like in any way shape or form and and even like the kid said at one point he's talking to Andy directly he's like if Brandy comes back onto the show maybe she can clean up her image a little this will be a good <gasps> a, a time like a this will be a good way for her to clean up her image and Brandy goes like, I don't need to clean up my image and he's like no mom I didn't mean it like that like I just meant like oh people will God. see a different side of you and I'm like oh my god and then he said sweet stuff he's like Brandy my mom's the best woman I know and does it done like of course well you're her son of course hopefully feel and, way, and because but. she's the best woman you know you might not want her on the housewives yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> maybe you don't want to get back into this rodeo <laughs> right um, if if they bring her back I feel like th- they are really scraping the bottom of the barrel I mean let's just see Bravo has been known to do some horrific things especially now right. that like Denise is gone Teddy's gone they're gonna have to do some nice little shake-up yes they're gonna have to go all in to find someone see what, <laughs> yeah. see what I did there no <laughs> <laughs> I loved that well that actually brings us to the end of today's episode thank you so much for coming on this was such a blast it, it, it's always good when if i go over an hour listeners that's a sign that i'm actually having fun <laughs> oh say that again megan you faded out oh. and i was like no come back to me <laughs> i said if the show is under 40 minutes you know i'm doing it with a gun to my gun head <laughs> <laughs> i love that i thank you so much for having me um thank you to your listeners for listening to me i Really, truly uh, love listening to you. And it was such a pleasure. I think I laughed the entire time. So I'm sorry to your listeners' eardrums, um, <laughs> but you were funny. So <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Well, where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your two amazing podcasts? I don't know how you can handle doing two of them. That would be a whole time. I'm about. going to get it. Would I could tell you if I was actually doing that. I have not posted on my other one since August 4th. And I literally have an episode sitting and waiting. Um, like it should have been out August 4th, but, or the next week. So I'm, I've got to get back into that and manage time better. But um, you can, the podcast uh, can be found on Apple, iTunes or anywhere. Uh, podcast, I was going to say podcast can be sold. Oh my God. Anywhere <laughs> podcasts can be found. One is Tales from a Butterfly. The other is We Go Podcast. Uh, what else is going on podcast? You can find me on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on the We Go um, Instagram. So it's W-E-I-G-O Podcast. It's the acronym for what else is going on. W-E-I-G-O Podcast. On Twitter, I'm at T as and Tom, S like Sam, F-A-I-S-O-N. And yeah, like I said, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, 
um, Stitcher, anywhere you can find them. And a uh, fun fact, if you click the link in my bio on the WeGo at WeGo podcast, if you have an Apple phone, it'll take you to iTunes. And if you have an Android phone, it'll take you to a platform where you can listen on, you know, Android compatible. Huh, I have to look at that because I've always wondered. I didn't realize. When, oh, I'll send you I'm, some. Info. I'm such a nerd. I'm like, huh. I really <laughs> I never knew some... like people with Androids didn't have access to Apple Podcasts. I know. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, let me help you find. And then by that time, they're like, oh, forget it. I'll subscribe later. And then, you know, they're not going to. So it's like, I'll fix that. Here's a link for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll send you the info on that. What company I went through. Yes, please do. Well, this was such a pleasure. I'm so excited to talk with you again on Monday. Thank fun. you. I'm excited. I will talk to you then. Have Listen, you are a busy, busy woman. Try to get some rest and have a great weekend. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> have a good one. We'll talk soon. You too. All right, bye.